Hey friends, Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 42, active listening for the unconvinced. Now, if you are hearing this, you've been listening to the Songwriting for Guitar podcast. You've probably listened to previous episodes, which I hope you've enjoyed my overly caffeinated, crazy personality with some killer guests that have given some awesome stories, hopefully valuable content. And if you haven't rated us on Apple Podcasts yet, here's what I want you to do. Head on over there, click Songwriting for Guitar Podcasts, leave us five stars, and talk about your favorite episode. It's crazy, but reviews actually do matter for podcasts. The more positive reviews we get, we go up in the charts. And what happens? This podcast gets more exposure. We can get more amazing guests and keep on bringing valuable content. So remember, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. I read every single one of them, and I truly appreciate it. Now, if you've read any material that I've written for American Songwriter Magazine, or if you've downloaded any of my free content over at songwritingforguitar.com, you might have heard me talk about active listening because, you know, I'm a huge advocate for it as a songwriting guitar coach. But why is this important? What are the benefits? And do we really need to do this consistently as writers? Now, if you're thinking active listening doesn't matter, or, you know, I want to figure out my songs on my own. As a coach and someone who didn't really get it for a while, I feel like I'm always shouting this out. It matters. If you don't realize this, you're basically trying to reinvent the wheel each time you sit down to write a song. You're getting stuck in the same old patterns over and over. Do you think anyone who's gotten anywhere new just decided to start from scratch? No, they had a leg up and learned from people before them. Mistakes and all. Why would it be any different in music? Now, if you're still listening to this, I know you are someone who wants to jumpstart their writing. Adopting the active listening mindset helps you enormously. Now, my light bulb moment came when I started really taking classes in songwriting. You know, when I took classes, no matter what, production, uh, commercial music, melodies, sync writing, every last one of them talked about active listening. I heard it over and over again, active listening, active listening, <laughs> active listening. Now keep in mind, these teachers were in completely different fields. They didn't know each other, but they were all saying the same thing. Regardless of who you're trying to write for, yourself, other artists, film and television, active listening is for every musician who wants to stand out. Traditionally, you think that you need to take lessons and things of that nature to advance your skills. You might go to a great musician who trained at a music school, and they're going to teach you from that approach that they learned. Now, don't get me wrong. They would be amazing and deliver what you paid for, but unlikely from the approach of a songwriter. What you need is someone who can shatter your views a little bit. Someone who understands what you're trying to do. The best is to find someone who has the perspective of who you want to become. Otherwise, you're going to get directions that sometimes have you concentrating on the wrong things and frankly, just wasting a lot of your time. Or sometimes it just comes down to pride. Some feel more years in the industry equates to being further down the path with more knowledge, but it's a trickster. That mindset is a good indicator that you're starting to get a little clouded. The misgiving is you end up thinking that you're listening to new and different things all the time, but you really just listen to the new remastered version of the one thing from the 70s or you're watching a clip of an oldies band playing a live set just recently in Kansas City, which is great, but that is not new. The validation of listening to the same old, same old reminds me of when Richard Rohr talks about religion. Subscribing to the same ends up aligning you with the things not that you're for, 
but what you're united against. Seeking out the same tribe and music is similar. When you find people who dig their heels in, you'll find out really quickly what they're against. If you listen to what you enjoy, please don't get me wrong. There is a time and a place for that. But please, please don't mix that up with active listening for research and learning. You've got to do this if you want to fill up your creative well. So when you sit down to write, co-write or produce, you're ready with a new bag of tricks. Your creative well is essentially the idea of hooks, riffs, chord progressions, melodies. If you're doing production, it's like all those little tiny nuances that make it feel less like a work tape demo, but more like a full-on production. This is where I get a lot of folks that say, okay, okay, I get it. I need to start listening, but there's no good music out there. I don't know where to start. And for me, that's like a cop-out. <laughs> there's so many places. Regardless of what you use, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, there's so many streaming platforms that have free, dedicated playlists to literally any genre. They even have dedicated playlists to all the subgenres, so you can see what's happening. As you're listening to these already researched playlists, you're gonna wanna listen to this over and over and over, not just one or two passes. I mean, think of some of the favorite songs that you know inside and out. If you truly wanna understand the song, you have to listen to it more than once. That means throwing it into a playlist and keep on listening to it for a week or two. The idea is that you do it to a point where you understand all these nuances, then you can freshen up the list with new things. If you engage in a quick listen, to me, you just barely scrape the surface. You really need to dive in and absorb it to see what's happening, even in genres you may not be crazy about. Here's the thing, you don't have to be a diehard fan, but you can appreciate it and find the gold. You might even surprise yourself when you disassemble it. I remember the first time I heard Fits in the Tantrum's hand clap. You know, I grabbed my guitar because the melody was really hooky and it literally during the verse was just like one note. And I think of all the times that I was writing songs that I was jumping around melodically all over the place. So having moments like that is when you realize how much you miss without active listening. As producer, I love to see productions evolve. There are unique attributes of the artist or even the producer who adds their spin and their taste, but there are always common things that you'll listen to in songs and just see patterns. And as a songwriter, it's our job to recognize it, respect it, find the patterns. Then you use what you've learned as a guardrail so you can use it as a guide in writing so you're more on target. Now, there's another psychological part of getting into the active listening mindset. Some people are dead set against listening to anything that's new. And so you got to ask yourself, do you have a tiny bit of this musical prejudice? Ever hear phrases like this? Everything was good at this period. Or... This music is awesome, but everything else is like shit. Or my favorite, I'm good where I am. Now, if this is partly you, I want you to think of this analogy. Imagine a surgeon hears about a new procedure that is guaranteed to save a patient's life, guaranteed a shorter surgery time. But the surgeon then says, oh, no, 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 I'm good. I like it when there's a little bit of risk and I don't know whether the patient is gonna make it. And I enjoy that extra hour working on them. No, they're going to advance their skills. Now, obviously, songwriting is not as high pressure as surgery, but you get my point. If there's something, a tool that is going to help us, why wouldn't we use it? 
And I get it. We all have preconceived notions about certain genres and styles that's based on, you know, how we grew up, what we listened to, and what people told us. But here's the thing. We need to adapt, and we have to sometimes shed those things. Music is not something you need to center around hating. Music is simply made up of perspectives, and you can appreciate it without being a diehard fan. Think of it as going to a museum and seeing historical art. Art at a museum is like looking into a glass of different periods of time. You can respect it. You can take what you see and start using it for your own creative inspiration. I mean, that's the whole point. I love this clip that's going around, and it went viral. It was Dave Grohl talking to Pharrell about his drumming style. And Pharrell was like, you're a great drummer. And Dave was like, I'm the most basic fucking drummer. And he talked about how all of the Nirvana drumming parts were inspired by The Gap and Tony Thompson. And that was like mind blowing. And they played these examples and you could tell. And Dave talks about how Tony Thompson came to his barbecue one time and he goes, thank you. I've been ripping you off for years. And Thompson was like, I know. That's the thing you can take from other people. It could be a completely different genre and you can add it into whatever the hell you're doing. When you listen to pop, even if you're not a fan, you can absorb some of those amazing melodies and you know use it if you're writing folk Americana. What Tony Thompson gave to disco, Dave Grohl, he extrapolated, he gave it to grunge. It all comes down to the fact that you need to listen to new things and absorb them in a different way so everything is consistently staying fresh. <laughs> And that does it for this week. This episode was edited and produced by Chris Vefalius. I'm Mike Myers. Thanks for listening.